the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Friday night. <laughs> Indeedy. And it's not just any Friday night. AK is back in the house, right? I am back in my chair in my studio on Friday night. Super excited to be here with you guys. I took the last two nights off. I want to thank you guys so much for the support, the prayers. I posted on the socials that I had something going on in my life that I had to go take care of and I really needed prayer. And let me just tell you guys, I love you so much. I appreciate you so much. I literally felt your prayers supporting me and comforting me through the past few days and it just meant absolutely everything to me and it's just and it's just I just got to tell you guys I mean this isn't just a radio show to me right I mean you guys are my family literally my friends and my family out there and thank you for for helping me this week um, I'm back tonight um, not having had a whole lot of time to be focusing on the politics and things happening but that's okay because you know we're going to make our way through it and we would love to hear from you guys 888-344-1170 feel free to email me at andreakshow.com and you can always call our 24-hour hotline number we'll give that number out a little bit later to the show and we're just glad to be back with you guys tonight i'm glad to be back not just to share this time with you guys out there but also with this man my partner who kept things rolling i think sometimes sometimes i think if i add up the days he might have done more andrea k shows than me i'm talking about dj potato skins these woke high iq stupid people (laughs) they're easy to recognize they hate george washington they hate thomas jefferson of course they hate me. I do a lot of Andrea K show. <laughs> this is true. Um, you know, I think you know, on Fridays we do um, here of the week and stink of the week. Um, I th- and, 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 and let me back up and say that usually this being the last show of 2022, normally I'd be coming into the studio tonight and Skins and I would be sharing top stories of the year, top maybe uh, losses in terms of important people in the lives of Americans who passed away this year. We might be doing some predictions for 2023, but the fact that, you know, we just really, um, I've taken a few nights off to deal with stuff and Skins has had his hands full um, that, you know, we're going to, we're going to leave the predictions new laws 
uh, for 2023 and predictions for 2023. We're going to leave that to next week's show. But I do want to hear from you guys. 888-344-1170. What do you think the top stories were were for 2024? Do you have a top hero of the year instead of hero of the week? And stink of the year. 888-344-1170. I'm thinking Senator, the reason why I'm bringing that up now, 888-344-1170 is not just because I want to hear from you guys, but also because that clip from Senator Kennedy has to be in your top five of the year for, for you. For mine, it's top three. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's actually really hard to think of hero and stink of 2024 or top or 2022 or stop or top stories of 2022 because it was such a shock and awe. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually have to think about uh, of this as we go through the show, but please let me let me know what you guys think. Thanks to you guys that are, I'm, I'm back streaming on uh, the Facebook Live, by the way, on the Answer San Diego Facebook page, also streaming on my Twitter. Got to say shout out to my, my peeps, my family out there, Robert Butcher, Jim, Jimmy Miller. Hopefully you guys don't mind me saying your names. You guys are my family. I love you. Sandra Kinslow, Matt Swearington, Elaine Mazden. Love you, Mason. Sorry. Love you guys so much. Uh, Elaine says, it would be fun to have skins fill in for you. I don't know. <laughs> I could do it. My workload would be insane in the membrane. I was just going to say, people don't realize how much he does while he's in the booth. And so, and, and and not only does he produce the show, not only does he keep the show rolling during the show, but then while I'm talking, half the time he's doing other tasks related to other shows and other things during the AK well, show. Keep that in the idea hopper for 2023. Yes, absolutely. We would have to bring in somebody to fill his shoes for him to fill in for me. But that, Ooh, we, that, could do, we could do a carrot sticks and potato skin oh, show. Oh, that would be so fun. That would be so fun. Uh, Robert says, how about uh, Musk and Twitter? That is a top story for 2022. Oh, for sure. Thank you so much, Robert, for that. That is absolutely a top story for 2022. You think about the revelations that have come out. Hello, John Longo, um, Facebook Live. You think about the revelations that have come out since Elon Musk took over Twitter. Think about the fact that Mike Lindell this week has uh, his Twitter account is back up. I think uh, Dr. Robert Malone, Peter McCullough, many people have gotten their Twitter accounts back up. People are now starting to get followers again. There's a free flow of information. And most importantly, we had the truth come out about the extent, and this has to be a top story, if not the top story of 2022 is the revelations with the Twitter files dump, Twitter files dumps that have taken place, I think nine or 10 at this point, the revelations of the fact that the U.S. government, this is the very definition of fascism, where the U.S. government was colluding with private enterprise in order to suppress and oppress its citizens. And in this case, not just to suppress speech in this country, but also to control the outcome of elections and to control our lives with COVID so that they could take over and do all of their communistic controls and grabs over us related to COVID, whether it was seizing entire industries for control, whether it was locking healthy people into their homes, whether it was uh, shutting children in and shutting down schools, which gave them a variety of different advantages in terms of transforming America into their communist system, but also um, the, the jabs. And the the uh, let's make people miserable enough and shut them down enough to where they'll be willing to put their arm out to keep their job or to, to resume normalcy. So that was an absolutely um, that was an ab, I think this top story of 2022, I think. Uh, but getting back to present day, 
I think it's really laughable that what's the story that the Democrats are trying to end 2022 with? I mean, is this not the biggest nothing uh, burger in terms of you're trying to go out of 2022 on Trump's tax returns? (laughs) I'm literally cracking up because two days ago, two days ago, I saw a clip from Dave Chappelle where he was doing a stand-up, and he was talking about the first debate between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. And he's like, and, and it was when Donald Trump was saying that the system was rigged. And he says, and, and why was that such a big deal? I, I, I'm paraphrasing what Dave Chappelle was saying. He's, he said, because I know the system is rigged, he says, because I'm in the system. That's how I know the system is rigged. So then Hillary Clinton responds to him, well, you don't pay your taxes. And he's like, well, uh, he's like, well, uh, and I can't remember what the exchange was, what Trump said at that point, but it was something along the lines of, um, I, I, why I I don't I don't I uh, I don't pay my. He didn't say I don't pay my taxes, but he basically said I, I pay as little as possible. You're right, I pay as little of taxes as possible because I'm not stupid. And he went on to say that if you don't like the tax code, change the tax code. He said, but you won't change the tax code because you and your friends and all the donors do the same thing that I do with taking advantage of every tax code on the books to minimize how much taxes I pay. Yeah, Carl Jackson was talking about that earlier today. Andrea, I'm sure all of us want to pay more and more taxes. Well, that's the thing. You know, that, that there's Trump has been audited. What, what was the big revelation of the tax returns? That Trump paid little in taxes? What, well, first of all, did, did, he, did he not say that himself at the first debate back in 2016? There's no news here. There's nothing here. Second of all, he's committed no crime. Third, so what? I mean, the average American, what's the other allegation? That he doesn't have as much money, that he lost millions at some point? Well, who didn't know that? Who doesn't know he filed for bankruptcy at some point in his business career? Ray Kroc filed bankruptcy. Didn't Ray Kroc file bankruptcy 18 times before McDonald's? Right? So A lot what? of successful business owners, it's something they go through. Yeah. At least he made it honestly. He didn't make it by being Speaker of the House like Nancy Pelosi and getting insider stock trading tips like for her husband, right? Or or while she's Speaker of the House and Barack Obama's in office and Barack Obama doing all these green energy boondoggle deals that all put money in Pelosi's husband's pocket, Paul Pelosi's pockets, right? There's an, This is how they went out on 2022 skins, on absolutely nothing. And here's what Trump said about it today. Um, let me see if I can find what he had to say about it here. I should have pulled this out. Um, something along the lines of they should be careful what they wish for. Yeah, it was something like that. Um, the, uh, oh, here's, here's a quote from the Wall Street Journal. The Trumps paid some form of federal taxes every year, but they reported income tax liability of $750 or less in three of six years. So, so they did write-offs. If you're if you're not sitting with your taxes every year, depending on whether or not you're a W two, um, but let me tell you, I was a saleswoman for many years, and let me tell you, I saved every receipt, and I would torture myself for weeks going through all the different variations versus the standard deduction, or was I gonna or, or was I gonna take the write offs, and it was all legitimate in order to minimize the least amount of money that possible that I was gonna give to the government, and if there and if he didn't do anything wrong and illegal, then what's your gripe? That he's smarter than you are? And by the way, the Trumps of the world, 
the one percenters of the world, whatever group you want to put them in, still pay the vast majority of taxes in this country. Because let me tell you, a lot of the taxes in this country goes to capital gains tax. It goes to property taxes. If you're living in a high property tax area, you think about the amount of property taxes that man pays that goes to fund the schools in which the Democrats are using to corrupt the minds of American children. You think about the sales tax this man has paid over the years with all the shopping that he's done and all the jets and the cars and the this and the that. Think about all the money that he's put into the pockets of people that sell the Porsches, that sell the limos, that sell the the, um, Louboutin shoes and everything else that they paid for. Some of the people, I'm trying to find that quote from... um, He says the tax returns show how proudly successful that he has been. And he warned that, here's the quote, he warned that the Democrats should never have done it. Yeah, they shouldn't have. But here's a question for you, Skins. Does anybody out there actually think that, uh, I'd like to think, I love the statement there from Trump, but in order to put the meat on the bones, we got to have a Republican Party that's actually going to be prepared to use any power when they get it. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the thing that we're really dealing with right now. And I hope he gets it, Andrea, because they are, a lot of them, not his friends. No, they're not. Uh, Elaine says Trump's taxes are just a distraction. I am more interested in seeing Nancy's, Chucky's, the squads, nephew Gavin, and the other 375 on my short list. <laughs> not all Dems, though. Absolutely agree with you there. Matt says, if Trump has to show his taxes, Nancy Harris, uh, Biden's, Clinton's should have to show theirs. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. There's interesting developments. Speaking of the RNC, there's interesting developments on that, as well as uh, comments that Carrie Lake said today in Arizona. What does Carrie Lake's comments have to do with what's happened in the RNC? RNC? Well, we're going to share that with you when we come back. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. Going to quickly read an email that I got from Mo. She says, hooray, great to hear you. Somehow I don't know how to find you. Was concerned. Hope everything worked for you. We'll keep praying for you as always. Thank you so much, Mo. Y'all know how much I love you. Um, Robert on the Facebook stream says that um, was um, wondering if I had heard that Kevin McCarthy may not have the votes. I had heard that. We've got some holdouts. One includes um, our favorite congressman, Andy Biggs, who's holding out. And I'm curious what you guys think. We've got uh, Hugh Hewitt from Salem Media here is running a town hall um, uh, announcement that he thinks that it's wrong of uh, Congressman Biggs and Matt Gates and others to be holding out that they need to get on board with McCarthy so that they can get the business taken care of. I ask you this, Andrea, what's so wrong about it? Well, I, I, you know, yes, there's pressing stuff that has to take place, but if you've got the wrong person in charge, then that's not going to get done anyway. What if they sincerely how, how believe McCarthy is, to- is not qualified? Right. Well, I mean, you know, oh, we got to get stuff done. So I know let's keep somebody in place who's not going to do it. What sense does that make? That's insane to me. They got to hit the ground running with, with who? Somebody that's on the side of the Democrats? What's insane is we're going with McCarthy after he really hasn't got anything done. He's only making promises now. 
because he wants the gig. It's, you know, he, it's like what we always hear from these rhinos on the campaign trail. Yeah, we're going to seal the border. Yeah, we're going to cut back spending. Yeah, we're going to, you know, do X, Y, Z. And then they we're, we're peel and replace Obamacare. And then they do nothing. I'm not interested in, in, in his false promises. And there's something that he that I haven't talked about that's behind this situation is um, there's something called vacating the chair. There was there used to be something. Uh, the vacating the chair was when um, uh, the Congress could take a vote in the House of Representatives to remove somebody from the speakership position with a simple vote. And that was taken away. That was removed. And now people are saying they are not going to vote for Kevin. If, if they're going to vote for Kevin McCarthy, it has to come with him removing Uh, an obstacle to vacating the chair. He's got to go along with vacating the chair because that's the only way to hold him accountable. It would be absolutely insane for the Republican Party to put Kevin McCarthy in and expect anything different than what we've had. Like we just saw from the Republican Party where they signed on to that omnibus bill that included funding for everything but the wall and everything that's in America's interest. It funded border security for the Middle East. It funded every pet project, including a three and a half million dollar trail in Georgia under uh, for Michelle Obama. Millions of dollars for salmon. And oh, by the way, millions and millions and millions of dollars for LBGT community projects. Wrong. Somebody said today. The one show I did listen for a few minutes, they said, well, we need as a prosecutor in that position. There's no way that we're going to get anything of any value legislatively passed at this point because we don't have the Senate. Right. So what we need is somebody with the mindset of a Rudy Giuliani to go in there and say, we're not we're not funding any of your crap. And oh, by the way, what did that omnibus not only did it fund the FBI, it increased it. Not only did it fund the January 6 persecutions and prosecutions and weaponization of the DOJ, it actually increased the funding for it. We need somebody like a Rudy Giuliani to go in there and say, we're not funding any of your crap. Okay, we're not funding the FBI anymore. We're not funding any of this January 6th stuff. We're not funding any of this other crap. And oh, by the way, we're going to spend all of our time issuing subpoenas and dragging people in and forcing them to testify under oath. And then we're going to be recommending criminal charges. And oh, by the way, we're going to be working. We're going to be working with uh, U.S. attorneys around the country and attorneys general around the country to at that state level be going after certain uh, field offices of the FBI, U.S. attorneys at the Department of Justice, like the Southern District of New York, for example. That's what we need. Speaking of leadership, Ronna McDaniel thought she was going to coast into another term. I think one of the top stories for the 2022 was, uh, for 2022, was the realization that's a little late, in my opinion, uh, by many Republicans, that the three-legged stool of McConnell, McCarthy, and McDaniel needs to go. Needs to go. And people that are saying that McCarthy gave us a win in the House, um, what's the old saying we had? In a valley of blind men, a one-eyed man can be king. Okay, no, we needed to have a true red wave. And I get that friends of mine that are Trump supporters say, oh, no, Trump delivered a red wave. It was just this. No, we did not get the red wave that we needed because of the Republican Party establishment, including McCarthy, who did not fund did, did not fund campaigns. It did not fund races. Matt Gates has said that McCarthy and I have a lot more trust in Matt Gates than I do in Kevin McCarthy. And he has said Kevin McCarthy is a weasel. He is a liar and he is a sham and he shouldn't get a vote and neither should 
Ronna McDaniel for the RNC. Here's a clip about um, that, um, where that voting situation stands in terms of her being replaced and the RNC. Skins, please play clip one. And with Wisconsin. Wisconsin just got a new chair, Brian Schwimming. He, uh, we've, uh, I don't know him yet, but he wrote an, uh, an incredible piece that, uh, that I'll send over to you, Steve, to put up about how we need to start chasing ballots more than votes. And it seems like yeah. a very, very smart guy, which is going to be important, obviously, in Wisconsin. In Nevada, too, they uh, released the whole Nevada delegation Nevada. that were supportive of her. Well, uh, in fact, you just saw Michelle Fiore, the National Committee woman, step down. She had a great new position. So Seagal Chana is running there. Seagal has endorsed our meet. You've had Seagal on the show a couple times. So there's things like that happening. And then you've had others flip, for example, the Nebraska GOP chairs, one we've mentioned. Some are keeping tighter the best. We're not doing the game that Rana is of just releasing names. We've actually talked to a lot of members who have said, I never even agreed to be on Rana's list. I didn't know I was on this list until you showed it to me. Others said she was the only one in the race, and so that's the only reason I did it. Glad to see there's a competitor. So this thing what? is still very, very what? much alive and... and Excellent. There needs to be competition. Any delegate, I think there's 238 or 283, I don't remember exactly, 198, I don't remember how many uh, in the Republican Party get to vote for this this head of the RNC. The fact that any of them are still willing to vote for Ronna McDaniel tells you how, how corrupt the RNC is at this point, right? It's, it, it's, it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. They shouldn't get it, and they shouldn't get another dime from you. Um, the, the extent to which we have been lied to by the RNC is, uh, it, it should render, I mean, Ronna McDaniel should have already been run out, uh, kicking, uh, should have already been run out on a rail. I do want to play this, uh, this uh, clip from Carrie Lake because Ronna McDaniel, you know what Ronna McDaniel's uh, excuses, it, it's to for, for the failures of winning is to blame Carrie Lake. But here's the situation of what happened in Arizona and what Carrie Lake faced and what she said the Arizona voters faced. Clip three. Let, let me clean it up. They picked the wrong woman to mess with. They picked the wrong woman to mess with. If they thought somebody said, oh, just, uh, you know, be graceful and, and, you know, you lost, be great. No, no, no. We didn't lose. You know, if I would have lost, I would be graceful and it would be graceful. But I don't walk away when I've been uh, the victim of a crime, and it's not just me. The people of Arizona have been the victim of a stolen election. Mm-hmm. And I promised when I ran for governor that I would stand up and fight for the people of Arizona every single day. And I am still fighting for them because they're asking me, do not exit this fight until we have election reform and honest elections. Because if I walk away from the fight, who's going to stand up and demand honest elections? That's America. That's America. And let me tell you, what's Ronald McDaniel's job, Ronald McDaniel's job, Mitch McConnell's job and Kevin McCarthy's job? It's to help. It's, it's not just to legislate, but the leaders are supposed to help us get more uh, win elections. Right. Because when you win elections, then you've got the power to actually legislate and further your, your party's agenda. Right. She had one job and it wasn't to spend seven hundred fifty thousand dollars on floral arrangements. It wasn't to spend three hundred fifty thousand dollars on makeup. And, and, and I have to assume that it was the RNC donations from people. Twenty five dollars here and fifty dollars there that paid for the over enhanced lips that she's now sporting when she does interviews. Not a good look. And I'm not even just talking about the lips. Big story today, George Santos, continuing story. 
I assume since I hadn't followed the news in a few days, we wouldn't be hearing anymore about this dude out of New York that nobody had ever heard of before lying on his resume. He's being investigated for lying. I don't don't talk to me about anybody lying on a resume or any lies from some new Republican congressman until you deal with the fraud in the elections. And in particularly, no Republican should be complaining about it. It's insane. The real fraud and the, you know, and nothing matters if our elections don't matter. And the Republican Party has done not only done nothing to stop the election fraud, at least uh, not to the degree that they should. What little things they have done is pretty meaningless. But they actually then, as a part of the omnibus bill, and we talked about this last week, and I got to take a break at this point, but they actually um, uh, uh, joined in on the save the, uh, uh, you know, electoral college by jacking us on the Electoral College. We're going to take a break. We come back. It's time for our buddy Bob Walters. So don't you go away. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Yeah, you're right, Frankie. I see you there on the Facebook live stream. And yeah, I'm going to be eating my... Uh, Black-eyed peas and cornbread this weekend, celebrating the New Year's. And I'm super excited to roll into this New Year's weekend, of course, with my buddy Bob Walters here on this Friday night edition. And he joins me now, as always. Next month, he has a special little excursion he's going on. Um, But I got him live with me for now. Hello, my dear. Hello. Good to be here. You got any big plans for New Year's Eve tomorrow night? (laughs) No. But a bunch of neighbors are going to sit around and have a drink and... Wish the new year in and and go home and get some rest. That That's sounds perfect. It. I'm I'm I years ago I decided I was going to start uh, uh, ushering in the New Year's at uh, 9 p.m. West Coast time. So when the ball drops in New York City, that's my New Year, so that I can do a cheers at 9 p.m. and be in bed, be in bed early. <laughs> uh, that's just kind of how I roll when it comes to New Year's. I don't want to be out on the roads. But so what you got for us tonight, my dear? All right. So some good news. First, uh, first of all, transgender surgeries are no cure for distressed youth, according to Dr. Patrick Leppert, who testified at a case in Arkansas. Liberals are trying to overturn the law of a state passed, which forbids such practice on any young people. And this same doctor testified last week on a similar case in Alabama. So it's it's good good message and really. <laughs> This this effort to get transgender kids promoted in the world is just totally out of hand. Well, anyway. you know, he's he. I think he's a nominee for me of Hero of the Week. Um, and it, I, I'm still pondering who would Hero of the Year be. Um, but any doctor that's testifying right now on behalf of children to stop the insanity of mutilating these children is really is literally a hero. He needs to have some security following him around because the left doesn't like anybody that's uh, not going along with their agenda. I agree. All right, then you got the dictated by the teachers' union. Status quo isn't working in California, with the state ranking near the bottom in the national standardization test. Thus, despite the state spending millions more in education per student, mm-hmm. it's just showing up in the grades and the achievements. So on the issue of tax-funded vouchers, which would allow parents to get the money earmarked for their kids, they could choose what type of school they wanted. Homeschool, charter school, religious school, etc. Sixty percent of adults favor this, and sixty-six percent of parents uh, with kids they favor it. 
even, even bigger for the minorities. Blacks, 78% favor vouchers, and Latinos, 69%. And, of course, we lost the effort of this last initiative drive to get this on the ballot. But there are three different groups gearing up this year to get it again on the ballot. So hopefully one of them will succeed and we can actually get some action going and less talk. Well, this is such an important issue because, you know, when you look at these, you look at the results of what's happening in these public schools, in spite of the fact that there's never been greater amount of revenue and money going to the schools, even when they were shut down, the unions fought and got actually more money to the schools, even when teachers were staying at home. They get to control all of the, of the curriculum in these schools, right? And yet you look at the results, stupidity, ignorance, Ill, illiteracy, literally is what's going And so we've got parents, almost 80%, almost 80% of black parents are saying they want to be able to have a choice to where they put their, their kids. And the Democrats fight these, this school choice every step of the way. Because as you document in your book, by the way, which I have here that I'm going to hold up here, education or indoctrination, it's all about indoctrination. Which is and and uh, liberalism is where liberty goes to die, right? Because these li- they call themselves liberals, but they don't want to offer any liberty in the in the form of school choice for parents, and it's despicable. I agree. Well, then you get in San Francisco. The election director will likely be reinstated after being terminated for being white. Ooh, good How about that um, racist activity. John Arntz served in that role for twenty years. With the Department of Education decided to terminate him with union direction, and to give the job to a non-white. Talk about, you know, we're supposed to be the racist, but the liberals are really the racist. All this despite his excellent record. Now the mayor and the city council have stepped in and are demanding that he get returned next month to his job, or a discrimination action case would be filed. That's well, good news. Well, it, it's very good news, and we need we need more of this happening across the country because we've got segregation happening uh, in city count in in uh, city offices across the country where meetings are being held with segregation, and we still got meetings where uh, people are being brought in in the workplace and uh, government uh, jobs and school jobs and all across industries where people are there's still an attack on white privilege and the the, the discrimination against white people is real. We've got a, a clip later to play for you guys where we've got um, we've got uh, uh, I'm not sure who this person is lives of TikTok uh, retweeted somebody uh, calling white people mayo monsters right I mean mayo monsters can you imagine some Republican or conservative using that kind of language against black people it's it, it, it's it uh, so this is a good news story because this shows pushback happening against this stuff yep I mean we need to do more of it all right, now again, some college crazies have turned up quite a few of them this week. Uh, a massive sexual misconduct scandal is rocking the elite Juilliard School of Music. Ooh. As multiple instructors have been accused of discrimination and sexual aggression. One professor alone has been put on leave after 500 students signed a letter decrying his abuse of women and power and his sexual aggression with females in the school. Wow. Um, But here's where I'm curious, Bob. I'm almost wondering, though, I mean, I hear 500 students and then I start thinking, well, but, you know, Juilliard is so liberal, right, Um, that that I'm wondering what the definition of abuse of women and power is. How much of this is truly scandalous or how much of this is he didn't give me the grade I wanted and I'm a girl. So that's that's, you know, abuse of women. I I just, you know, I, I have to be skeptical when I when I hear a story like this out of Juilliard. What do you think? 
Well, we'll dig a little deeper. I'll yeah. find out more. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Then a third Princeton administrator working in the university's diversity, equity, and inclusion office has resigned, citing lack of support from the university's leadership. Jordan Turner, who is a, quote, black, queer, non-binary person, <laughs> quote. <laughs> I, well, hold on, Bob. I don't even know what that means. I, I, I actually, I don't know all those. I don't know what a non-binary person is. But. I don't, and I, what's queer mean? I, you know, I, I, it used to be gay you know gay or lesbian right it used to be lg and then it was lgb and now i don't know i literally don't know what queer means <laughs> i agree i know it's nine binary are people that don't think they're male or female right yep okay all right go on all right he was hired to bring equity-based policies to the athletic groups oh, on the campus oh she's yeah he tried to implement transgender inclusion in all of the sports at the campus and he didn't get the support he felt he should have from campus leadership, so he resigned, which is good. <laughs> uh, it's just, it, this is, uh, sorry for giggling, Bob, but this is just so stupid to me. I mean, he, you know, he, uh, but what it is, is it's actually, it's serious because this is, this is the Trojan horse. This is an example of why I refer to the OBGTQIA movement as the Trojan horse. This was somebody who intentionally tried to, to um, take over and go ram himself into Princeton University and completely upend the athletic department by pushing transing. And that's and, and that to me is analogous or 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 perfectly symbolizes the entire movement and how they're trying to use this movement to completely take over the country. That's what's going on here. I'm afraid so. Okay. All right, then after a civil rights complaint was filed by white students, University of North Carolina Chapel Hill deletes fellowship criteria, which was excluding white people. <laughs> the Global Food Research Center webpage said that those students who want to apply must be racial, ethnic, background of black, indigenous, or people of color who have been historically marginalized in academia. And <laughs> again, this is another example of racism in reverse. So and, this uh, is this was uh, uh, what is the Global Food Research Center? I don't even know what was this about. Well, it's something to do with uh, identifying the type of foods that should be preserved and, and presented to people of different races that we've been to get away from the white agenda of of diet. I don't know either. I mean, it's like, whoa. Look, I grew up in the South, and we all ate the same, uh, you know, whether you call it soul food or whatever you call it, everybody of all different colors, we all eat the same, you know, from fried chicken to red beans and rice. You grew up in the South. I mean, did did white people and black people, did we not eat the same food? We did. Well, we all eat, eat, you know, some of us like collard greens and some don't, but I mean, we pretty much all ate the same food, and it was very fattening and yummy, and biscuits and gravy and all that. I mean, it's just, the left is so focused on the cultural Marxism and ways to divide us, right, and ways to margin what what this is all about, is it's about marginalizing white people in order to... Um, you know, continue to push the lie that America is systemically racist. They want to keep certain groups of people feeling victimized. They want to marginalize and minimize successes and make white people feel bad about themselves. And it's just really toxic and it's terrible. And it doesn't elevate anybody. It actually destroys
destroys people's ambitions. It destroys our system that is the greatest system economically in the world, which has provided the greatest level of opportunity and income and economic growth in the history. Um, I think this is a good time to take a break. When we come back, we've got more with Bob Walters. As This is our last show of 2022. I'm getting sad. It's our last time to chat in 2022, Bob Walters. So don't you hang up on me. And you guys stay tuned as well. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Breaking news tonight, uh, Barbara Walters has passed away. And... Um, 93 years old. So, you know, it's interesting. Bob Walters, um, I'm kind of glad you're, you're here for this announcement because um, I, I, I'm curious if you remember her the same way that I do. You know, um, I, I mean, she, I know the View uh, show that she started has just really gone off the rails with, with far left liberalism. But um, I actually think if I look back at her career, I, I think she actually, uh, even towards her later years, actually just was, I think she was one of our uh, our greatest legendary journalists and reporters and particularly her interviews um, of my lifetime any any thoughts that you might have on Barbara Walters and her career a moderate when she did a very good job and um, I almost wish that we were related <laughs> but uh, she was a good lady and we'll miss her from from this time forward, I guess. That's a shame. I didn't hear this till just now. Yeah, I it actually the news broke uh during our commercial break and you know, I just um I have so much respect for her and the work that she did and she was she was truly broke through the glass ceiling and was groundbreaking in her reports and who doesn't rem- who 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 doesn't remember her amazing celebrity interviews where if you were a tree what what kind of tree would you be um but um I just think she I, I she's the one who really got me hooked on um uh, on news in a sense and stories uh, I got hooked on 2020 when she hosted it with Hugh Downs and I never missed a 2020 uh, when when I was a kid. I loved it. So let's get back to your reports. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to not mention it while you were on with me. Well, I appreciate it. All right. Then you got several federal complaints, which I checked out uh, because of this whole thing about discrimination against whites. But the federal government has actually filed several charges against this practice going on on a number of campuses. This includes the University of Michigan, who excluded whites from the Fern program, F E R N on behalf of their campus, which has had to do with nutrition again. I don't know what the nature of that program is about, but whites were excluded. They were not allowed. Okay. Discrimination complaints have been filed against 12 Oklahoma colleges hmm. and claims that, with claims that Lewis Stokes Alliance for Minority Participation requires students to identify as African, Hispanic, Native American, or Native Hawaiian in order to participate. Hmm. And then this past May, parents filed a complaint against Massachusetts Wellesley Public Schools, excluding whites and Asians from healing healing space designated for all other racial groups during the course of the day. So uh, only only people of color need any kind of healing. Got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of pathetic. Yeah. Moving on, this is a uh, Stanford University, closer to our home deems, quote, American to be harmful language. So they want to have the word American removed from our vocabulary. 
Their, their IT department has launched an exclusive an elimination of harmful language initiative. They want to eliminate any harmful language like American, but this would include racist, violent, and biased language that they consider such. It would include words like uppity, survivor, rule of thumb, and of course American. Were you but, able to, was there any explanation as to why the word American is harmful? <laughs> because they have a bad history. They were slave and leftists and radical people that founded this country and and we should be ashamed to be American. Well, then why why do they call that? Why well, aren't they the ones that started this hyphenate hyphenation business? African American and this American and that American. Well, you know um, how I, I, which I don't like. I don't. We shouldn't be hyphenated that way. Um, and I've always uh, since I was eighteen, I re- refused to check a box. By the way, in any form that I fill out that categorizes me in any way, um, <laughs> because I consider myself an American. Um. Uh, this is this is just part of the cultural Marxist thing. You know, they've got to they've got to denigrate America and Americans. And it's just but, you know, it's it's not going to work because we that, that is our nationality. Well, moving on some other really crazy stuff, the Marines, the Navy and the Coast Guard and the Army and all of their military bases have decided that all recruits must now learn to address officers and drill sergeants in general general neutral terms. Thus, sir and madam, no longer allowed. Instead, they must say drill master, assistant, etc. They can't use the word sir or, or madam. Wow. Each other. It's you just, know, as the daughter of two Marines, I mean, that's just that's just a part of our culture. Yes, sir. No, ma'am. Yeah, you know, um, that's just that's just. Huh. Um, and, and then, and, and if you watch any, anything that has to do with drills and any trainings and things that they're doing, I mean, you got to use, use a title instead of a. <sighs> I know. You can't call them what they really are, like, sir. Yeah. What's wrong with good grief? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I just, I, 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 I'm at a loss for words. This is so monumentally stupid. The only thing that we should be caring about with our military is whether or not they're disciplined enough and in shape enough and trained enough to go and kill the people that are our enemies. This obsession with with people's, you know, parts is just um, insane. But go on. We've only got a few minutes left. And, and China are ha- happy to see this going on in our military. Oh, absolutely. That's a great point. Yeah. All right. Then you got Penn State University's new administration led by President Nelly Mandulipi has been sidetracked on several racial justice policies installed earlier. Whites were excluded from these committees, but dropped that rule when he came on board when a civil rights complaint was filed. They've also canceled the construction of the Center for Racial Justice. 400 faculty members protested that decision was made without their input. And such centers are now on hundreds of campuses, but they are limited to non-white people only students. Wow. It, there's just been in tonight's report one story after the other of anti-white, anti-white, anti-white with some trans. It's it, it, Everything's been either anti-white or about trans. Meanwhile, the uh, the in, it, it literacy of our youth is terrible. Tell everybody quickly about We The Kids. Yes, We The Kids, a great group to join, get involved with. Look up wethekids.us and get involved. Order some of their books so give it to your kids to get them with the right focus on the history of this country to learn other things that can be of help to you. Bob Walters, Happy New Year. We love you, and we'll talk to you next week.
Thank you. you Thank you. All right, you guys stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.